Hello everyone! Hey! I'm Tony. I'm Telly. And we are the, the Lazy Book Lovers! <laughs> okay, this week's disclaimers. It's hot. There's not any annoying background noises, but it's hot and we're doing our best. If all has gone according to what doctors claim, I will have a two-day-old when this comes out. Or I will still be in labour and hating my life. Or you'll still be pregnant and mad. <laughs> <laughs> and hating my but life. that is not the future we want to manifest. No, I don't think... Oh, I said we're not going to tangent this one, but I'm about Go to do one. I, I don't think I told you about, like, the whole due date thing. So, yeah. when I found out I was pregnant, I went onto the NHS and I used their due date calculator and it said the 12th of September. Right. And then when I went to get the pregnancy confirmed slash obviously get get the ball rolling on prego stuff, yeah, they used their NHS calculator and it came out saying the ninth. Right, right. I was like, but you put in the same date as me because they put in the date of your last period. Yeah. So why is yours coming up? And then when I got the baby looked at and measured, they said the sixth. <laughs> So, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Honestly, like, it's another women's health witchcraft mystery. Like, yeah. they don't bloody know. <laughs> in actuality, babies just going to come now. It's Somewhere. just going to come early. <laughs> Somewhere in that region. Because they just keep knocking time off. I mean, I don't want to wait till the 12th. I don't want to wait till 9th. The 6th. As soon as we get to about September. Go Actually, the... Um, the 5th is the Monday, so if it could come on the Friday before, so I could take my son to school without any issues, that'd be great, thanks. Oh my god, so your kid, if it's on his first day of big school, he'll never forgive that baby. No, and I have to take him to school. Yeah. That's that's my job as mum. I yeah. take him to his first day of school and his second day of school, and I want to be able to take him for at least his first week. I'm picturing some, like... I'm going to be at the gates in labour. Like. Yeah, like, you know, like, some kind of... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, some, like, dr- um, comedy, like, American comedy show. Like, they always happen like that. Yeah. That'll be you, giving birth at the school gates. And I'll be like, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> or it'll be when I'm at the other hospital, taking him to his eye appointment. Oh, my God, yeah. And I'm at the wrong hospital. And it should be an A hospital. Yeah, but it's a, like... A small hospital that just has like eyes and ears and physiotherapy. I don't think they don't have like a maternity ward. But like, they would have gone to the same school as the other doctors. They must have heard about it. It's better than like. We don't have a birthing pool here, sorry. (laughs) Better than like some mum at the school gates. Yeah. Being like, I did a natural home birth, we just need some top. <laughs> I'll be like, just get me home and get in a bath. It's I'll get in a bath and it's almost like a birthing pool. It's <laughs> Anywho. Oh right. my god. So yeah. That's where we're at. <laughs> I will let you know on Instagram at some point when yeah. when I've had a baby. We'll do a podcast baby announcement. That's you might cool. have to do it for me. I'll just message oh, yeah. you and be like, Baby's here. <laughs> we need to we actually need to discuss the logistics of your time off. Because, I apart from this, I largely don't get involved with the rest of it. 
yeah. I've got off scot free in a lot of this situation, apart yeah. from like prepping episodes. Yeah. So Future. we need to discuss what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> so if nothing's scheduled on time if the instagram doesn't get posted you guys know why (laughs) it's because i'm in charge and i am not a naturally organized person (laughs) i'll like schedule everything with no clue of what the episode title is gonna be and it'll just come out saying a new episode (laughs) (laughs) there should have been an episode guys go ask tony yeah, um, I can be organised for work, but it's a it's an effort. To be fair, I have largely, and when I say largely, mm. I mean I've entirely left the blog to you. Yeah, I mean that always gets posted eventually. <laughs> um, uh, right, but anyway, so we'll see. We'll if see this guys. is out on time, I yeah. potentially have a two day older, two day older. And I'll have posted it, not you, because hopefully I'm kinder than that. <laughs> like, I know you just gave birth, but can you post the podcast? Whilst I'm in labour, I'm listening to it to see if I can approve it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll be sole approver for a while as well. Oh, I'm going to have so much power. Well, Gav's going to have fun picking episode titles, I think. Yeah. He did really well with the most recent one. Though. Yeah. That's his first time he's won. Yeah. I didn't realise. I was like, oh, it is kind of like a bid. We all kind of put in a bid for a title. Yeah. And then you just pick one. And the then winner. I just pick one and I don't even tell you half the time what it is. Do I? I, really, like, I really enjoy when it gets released and I'm like, oh, that's what we went with. <laughs> I just look at the options and I'm like, that one feels right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we're, not well. very good at, we're not very good at communicating. For a podcast, we're not very good at communicating. I feel but like it, it, it works with both of our personalities <laughs> of like, I listen to it, I post the options, yeah, <laughs> and then I like don't expect you to reply, don't check that you've done it, <laughs> you don't check if I've done the blog. Like It's very much like... Chilled. When it happens, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you post the Instagram two days later, I'm just like, oh, the Instagram's up. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just the curse of both of us having, like, well, for, I was going to say full-time job, but you got a full-time job and I've got a full-time life. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, like, right. yeah listening, because we listen, like, when when we get the edits through, I'll, like, be listening to them in on my in-person days at the office, and, like, between meetings I'll listen to, like, another 20 minutes or yeah. something. And I have to wait until my son goes to bed and yeah. then I listen, and I'm usually like... I'll listen to By it. that point, you've already given notes and yeah. I'm like, yeah, it sounds cool. <laughs> Just trust me. I could be doing all sorts. Because you don't really listen as well, and I do. So. I listen to it on, like, sped up. Yeah. Mm. We're not fast talkers. Sorry. No. <laughs> I can't listen to myself on one speed. <laughs> I've gotten quite comfortable <laughs> with my own voice. I don't know if it's narcissistic. But... I've, I've already got to that point, you know, when... Sometimes TikToks, I'm like, I wish I could put this on one point five speed. My my brother, when he's in the room, if I'm watching TikToks, he's like, you've not listened to more than a second of each TikTok. Mm. He's like, you're swiping off immediately. How short is your attention span getting? And I was like, this is the dopamine slot machine. Yeah, Swipe, swipe, more dopamine. And sometimes there'll be something I do want to listen to, but they're just taking so long to get to a point. I'm like, no. I don't, like, I, you've taken 30 seconds I'm when done. there's like a story time with 30 seconds of context I'm like no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, nah. nah. but then you know the ones that are really annoying and talk really really fast and they're like oh, they're just like in your no, face no, like, no, no, no. and I'm like no too, too much, much. <laughs> <laughs> too much energy for me sorry like I started listening my other half has always done it but I started mm. listening to YouTube on like 1.5 mm. or 2 and I'm like 
Yes, he's awakened by spaces. He watches an evil. Like, we don't watch anything together anymore because he watches yeah. everything on his faster speed. Mm. And I mostly watch on Netflix still on one speed. But Yeah, I can't imagine watching TV shows on Sped Up, but everything else I get. That's why, you know that other pod, that podcast I like to listen to, Ladies and Dungeons? Mm. They have quite a lot of, they're quite fast talkers. So there's like a lot of pace. Yeah, so I listen to Red Handed mm. and they have really good pace. And I listen to it on one speed. But then they've got like a, a second podcast that, that they've just started. And it's like a, a Spotify one. Yeah. And it's got like a different producer and editor. And that one I speed up because I'm like, it just hasn't got the same pace mm-hmm. into it. Anyway, today's topic. <laughs> yeah. So today, the topic, the episode we weren't going to tangent at all on. Oh yeah, this is yeah. our one we're We're doing so well. So we're doing our top five favourite authors which when I suggested this I assumed it would be easy yeah me too I even wrote a blog about this a couple years ago Um, I was like probably done a TikTok for you on this so it's fine I'll just steal that yeah no I've done the five books that define me I should have suggested that one (laughs) then I could have just used my TikTok I wouldn't be able to do singular books though I prefer I've got series as is well, I actually did six. I did a bonus one. <laughs> I mean... The sound said five, and I was like, and bonus one. <laughs> yeah. So. Should we do them, like, one at one each? Yeah. Do you yeah. think we've got any of the same? I've only got one that you potentially could have. Yeah, I've got one one or two that potentially we could be crossover. I'm not sure. Hey, you go first, do one. So, Terry Pratchett. Hmm. I did consider that I've not read enough of his to, but having mm. said that, I do have some of that I've only read one thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. So the conditions with which we both prepared this without speaking to each other was like, if this author, I know Terry Pratchett obviously can't produce new books, but if this author was to have a new book, what would be an auto buy? No, wouldn't question it. Would just buy it. Don't care what it's about. Like that's how we've the moment this. is the moment it's announced. I was pre-ordered. Yeah. So say if they found. I don't know, old Terry Pratchett books sitting in this hard drive that he never published. Yeah, and yeah. Or puts it together as an anthology or something mm. like Yep, done. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Terry Pratchett, we've done a uh, in-depth episode on him. I can't remember yeah. which number it is, but I'll go back and find that. Somewhere in the 30s, I think. Mm. Which is mad to say, because we're in the 50s. I think it's <laughs> literally just called Author Spotlight Terry Pratchett. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think we it was we stand Terry Pratchett, or was that Lee... The original, the, I don't know. Yeah, it'll say Terry Pratchett in the title somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, (laughs) we try and make the titles semi-obvious. But yeah. Yeah, he's great. you tell us why you stand. Um, Because the Discworld novels are fun. They discuss, like, important things, but, like, it's wizards. Yeah, I don't know. They're like, like, I love the audiobooks, especially the ones read by Tony Robinson. And you just have any quotes from him. If you are a writer looking for inspiration, look up Terry Pratchett quotes. Yeah, about his quotes in are general. all over my Notion pages. Mm. Yeah, great guy. I was going to say, he's got a huge back catalogue that you'll always find something you like. But to be mm. honest, it's the same humour throughout. So you either like yeah. him or you don't. <laughs> yeah. But I think even if, I know it's their series and like they're kind of related, but each book could be read on its own. And you wouldn't feel like you're a bit lost. Yeah, yeah. And the world it, it's set in, like especially the Discworld books, are very is very cool. But the vibe of each different series within the Discworld, I, I just like, I just like it. Mm. It's all good. It's, it's good vibes all around. 
good British um, humour. Yes. He's unproblematic. He had a lot of very good political points that he made in his books, mm-hmm. but made them in a funny way. He even did like oh, the birth of rock and roll, but it it was like magic and yeah. that kind of thing. He's got a character called Death who's actually really fun. Like yeah, cats like death all. and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, cats are basically demons. Yeah. But they're cute, so it's okay. I just like that, that quote of his of um, cats used to be worshipped as gods and cats have not forgotten this. Yeah. I know, <laughs> like cats just. I love them so much. Chaos is like a three pound creature that rules your life. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're just always being. Yeah. I read all of his books in my first year of uni, which, I don't know, probably wasn't healthy, but anyway, because <laughs> there's 50 of them. It was a good way to deal with anxiety, maybe. Maybe. I didn't know. Just sort of flipping out of reality. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the first one in your list? Lee Bardugo. <gasps> We did have a exactly. yeah, yeah. I thought that would be the rest yeah. of them. I don't think I, she wasn't on my original one that I did as a blog. Yeah, um, she was like a bonus one I put at the end. I was like, probably Lee Bardugo. I've only read one of her books so far, but I love her. Obviously, that was around the time I was reading Six Crows for the first yeah. time. I was just because that was the one that I was like, I mean, the moment she mentioned mm. that demon in the wood, I pre ordered it. Yeah, like, yeah, don't care, gonna read them all. Yeah, I have her on Instagram. Good vibes we on Instagram. Yeah. Last episode, go listen yeah. to it. The one before. Yeah. But, yeah, I love the world, love the characters, love the diversity. All of it's fucking sick. Yeah. I appreciate any books and especially series or any authors that um, just have diversity just naturally in their story. They mm-hmm. don't make a big deal about it. It's just there. Yeah. Just, it's not, uh, yeah, yeah. To not use as a plot point unnecessarily. No. To sort of be woke, basically. Yeah. yeah. Woke J.K. Rowling. <laughs> and she steers clear of like the the thing that a lot of authors do, where they have like the token gay character, but they they just have like gay trauma and stuff. No real like, depth. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Lee Bardugo is my first one. Yeah. 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 Fully agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> not much. I don't know. Not much There's more to say. Nothing there. else. Is there? We've done a whole episode discussing about yeah, her a couple of episodes. Literally, just episode forty nine. I think. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Don't know what it's called. We've not. We've not done that yet. It's in. It's in, it's in the future, but in the past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Um. <clears throat> should we do another one of mine? Yeah. We'll do it like. Um, so I feel like you knew this was coming. Derek Landy. Mm, he was a consideration, but mm. he did not make my list. Strangely, he would be like a bonus one. If you were one of the earlier listeners to our earlier episodes, like listening to them, so unusually for me, got a bit obsessed. <laughs> it just I don't do that ever. No. So Skullduggery is. 15 books long as a series. He does have other series that I've bought but not read. Series is. I don't. I never know. Series so I? I, just, I just like to say it's silly. Implied apostrophe. Series. Series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Skullduggery is a skeleton detective and a magical girl. They go on like cool journeys together. They do detective shit. They save the world. They have a great relationship. Yeah, the characters are amazing. He's another author that just puts diversity in without it being a big deal. 
Yep. Yep. Valkyrie's just, she's bi, and it's not like a whole thing. She doesn't go through a whole journey. Everyone's just like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and it's, Your girlfriend's it's hot. <laughs> very, it's very sprinkled from the beginning, anyway. Yeah. Not from the beginning, because she's like 12, but when she hits about 15. But no, it's about, it's even in like... No, when she meets China. And yeah, stuff, and yeah. she is 12 when she meets China. And other women, you don't see that happening, where they yeah. get starstruck by China, but she does, and things like that, yeah. I mean, China's banging, so I don't like And, like, they do stuff like the sorcerers only date other sorcerers their own age, so, like, you're never going to get a 400-year-old with a 20-year-old. Mm. And, like, there's even one bit where, like, there's a vampire that's hitting on her, and she's like, ew, you're old. Yeah, even though he looks, like, the same age. <laughs> yeah, because he's 140, and she's yeah. like, why are you hitting on a 17-year-old? Yeah, like, what is your problem? Um, yeah. And I have the author on TikTok, uh, not, not TikTok, Baffy's girlfriend on TikTok, but the author on Twitter. You know when someone's just like, unproblematic, Good start vibes. to finish. Good vibes. Girlfriend, we love her. We stand her so bad. We love her TikToks. Laura, Kate. And she has her own books, such that I need to read. Yeah, I want to read them. Yeah. I feel like they'll be good. I commented on one of her videos the other day, saying I don't ever want to be with you. <laughs> I was like, I'm related, but you look hot in this video. <laughs> and she's like, thanks. <laughs> she is gorgeous and like you can just tell she'd be fun to hang out with mm. i think yeah all part of the package <laughs> we went we um did go to a signing um of Derek mandy together and it was great um, yeah. i was very starstruck after maternity break yeah we will do a spoiler heavy skullduggery episode oh, yeah. when i finish because i think during maternity it's mostly going to be audiobooks so i will mm. obviously finish skullduggery Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, yeah. Very exciting. Well, I, I just saw a book on the shelf that's called The Animals Are Innocent. I wonder if it's like a vegan book. I'm not sure. Um, so we're not at my home, by the way. I am cat sitting for someone today. So we're, in a, we're on location elsewhere. <laughs> so I don't know if you've read from any of the rest of my list. Okay. I'm now looking at it thinking, am I You're going to have to tell me about it. this do it embrace it embrace the pretension moth girl (laughs) (laughs) the next one is Emily St John Mandel Um, I've spoken about all of these authors at some point so she has Station Eleven which they've recently done a TV show of I think I feel like I remember the cover the Sea of Tranquility is her most recent one which I pre-ordered as soon as it became available I've not read it yet but you know whatever and her other one was The Glass Hotel. So she is one of those authors that encompasses everything I like in books. Okay. It's mostly vibes. Yeah. There is plot. It's non-linear. Okay. We did a narrative structure episode, guys. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of like a lot of things I appreciate yeah. in a book. And they're really good. So Station Eleven, is, which is the one that they've made a TV show of, is about the world after a um, a flu-like virus wipes a lot of people out. And uh, so they made the TV show during COVID. Oh, my God. <laughs> and all of her books, they're, they're different storylines. They're not connected, but the world, the universe is the same. It's a small little nods if you're a fan. That you're okay. Nice. Um, yeah, they're just really, they're kind of really like poetic and 
I just really like her style of writing. I just love it. Just the vibes. Yeah, like all the things that people hate about her books, I love in that. It's yeah. non-linear. It doesn't really make sense. It's lots of vibes. Um, what's style of sea kind of? Yes, yeah, yeah. I would say that's like. Oh, I've not read the Night Surface. Mm-hmm. Well, that matters because there's someone here that I've only read one of. But yeah, yeah, I'd say that's probably the closest to it. Yeah, yeah, and I approve. Yeah, and I recommend. Yes, yeah, not my. I, I enjoy it to read it, but I wouldn't say it's like my. It's not my go-to for sure. I like weird. Yeah, you do. Books, don't I? Obviously. The kind <laughs> of books that you imagine they had like a crazy murder wall in order to map out the plot. Yes, just for I it like to have some books. semblance of like sense. There's another um, author on this list that is that same vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. See, we we took one of mine. Oh, and to be fair, one of one of mine is. Is three people. Oh, okay, yeah. So, we'll we'll be <laughs> so this is a bit of a tentative ad, okay? Because yeah. I recognise this person is potentially is kind of problematic. I think I know who this is. Sarah Jane. Yeah. <laughs> Fully recognise that there is n- not perfect. You can appreciate someone and still be critical of them. You mm-hmm. can enjoy their work and still be critical of them. As a person, yeah, yeah. or uh, you can even be critical of their work, the work you enjoy, yeah. So, yeah, so like, I, I, Akita, I have read, read, like, I read that in what it was like March, wasn't it? April, you've been non stop reading it since the first time you read it, so yeah, yeah I read it on holiday, it that was in March, you devoured it, and I read that like it was like my entire holiday was just Akita, yeah. it was great, I won't lie, and then I got all of the audios and have since listened to them. A lot. So, and you spend a lot of time looking up Akatar memes. Yeah, there's some great memes. <laughs> and like the conspiracy theories. Behind, and like, I just got just got into it a little mm. bit. You know what? Reality sucks. No, um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I like when you fully dive into a series once you you just can't stop. Oh, I've been by. I bought like bookmarks. Oh, I yeah. bought jewelry. <laughs> like I fully was invested. I've got a bunch of tattoos. Like. Just like for the vibe of the tattoo, mm. not necessarily like for Chris Akita because I like it. Yeah, that she's much. not actually got the tattoo. She's no. got like the idea. I've been pinning them. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, the mountain and the stars and like the whole that thing. And then I've been. It, it really struck a chord with you, didn't it? Yes, it did. And then I've been listening. I've got. Not listening. I've been reading Throne of Glass and I've been enjoying that just as much. So I feel I like. I finally got the answer to our question, by the way. Mm. So she did write this series when she was 16 but she rewrote it just prior to release that makes sense which makes a lot of because sense because the writing is significantly yeah. better than the first Akatar though I wonder if she'll ever re-release the first Akatar probably not because it's such a thing now like that the first Akatar is a bit shit and it's the prologue to Akamath I think it's just the it's like a fan thing the vibes. <laughs> yeah I like, I like seeing all those TikToks where people are like, my friend is reading the first book and I have to pretend that, like, to agree with her, she talks about how much she likes Tamlin. We've got someone in our Discord who's just finished the first mm-hmm. book and we're talking about how much they love Tamlin and I was like... Because I remember you, because we, we were voice noting about these the whole time I was reading them, mm-hmm. and I remember you kind of asking me, like, really making a point to ask me what do you think of Tamlin, and I was like, he's alright. Like, I mean, he's a character. I was like, I don't have any strong feelings about him. Yeah. And I was like... I feel like this re-sky might be something, though. And you were like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, Roxy said it was really hard to look at my 
uh, listen to my voice notes and see my yeah. messages while I was talking about Tamlin. Yeah. Because the whole way through, I was like, but he's been written so perfectly, she's going to have to do a 180 on his personality. And I was just like, I don't mm. understand. Because I know, I knew that she ended up with yeah. Rhysand. Yeah. So I was like, how do we get there? See, I saw, uh, there was a, this is on Pinterest, I found this, and they went through like, all these things that are presented through this like romantic lens in the first book, mm. if you look through them through a different lens, the exact same actions are really toxic. Yeah. And all you have to do is flip the way you're viewing them, but she didn't change the words said, actions done. It's just like a slightly more mature character or Yeah. And obviously it's from Feyre's point of view. Yeah, and Feyre's quite naive in the first book. And then she gets like traumatised and that has an effect on her apparently. To Tamlin's shock. (laughs) He's like, What, you occasion a mountain? Why can't I lock you in a house? Yeah. (laughs) But he's also not dealing with his trauma. I'm not a Tamlin apologist. I just think that they're all the trauma characters and they've all dealt with it differently. Mm. Some of them dealt with it well, some of them dealt with it wrong. Uh, so this thing that was like, the way Lucian behaves is like, how what how would happen to Feyre if she didn't have Reese and didn't get out? Lucian, to me, has always and will always be the biggest disappointment in mm. the Avatar series because he was my favourite in book one. Mm. And then, he really fucked it all up in book two and then onwards. Mm-hmm. And I was like I don't know how. If they're great. gonna if they're gonna write write like a redemption for him to get rid of I don't know how they could do it. Yeah. Especially if he's just been like absent in the last book. And when he is there it's just like mm. 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 I'm hanging out with my rejects club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was some Images that are going around TikTok recently from, um, I think it's from like a Tumblr post about how when Feyre's having those dreams. Yes, I saw that one in the series. And I was like, oh, that's how I read it. I thought that was just... No, it didn't occur to me. So for context for you guys, the love interest in the second book, Rizand, he was trapped under the mountain and basically abused by this queen for all this time. And then in... Akamath, the second book, Feyre has these really vivid dreams of being tortured by Amarantha in ways that never happened to her and never would have happened. And they're quite sexual in nature, which is obviously what was done to Rizand. So yeah, of like Amarantha being on top of her and Yeah, stuff. like straddling her with a mm. knife to her throat and all this kind of stuff. And the fan theory is that those dreams were actually Reese's nightmares that she was having. She was because of their like their bond and their fate, their fated mates. So. Which I thought that was meant to be. Did not. I don't know why. Mm. It's so obvious once I read that, but I was like, it didn't occur to me before then. Like, that's how I read it. And yeah. I was like, oh, but some people read it a different way. And like, so there's a bit. You know when she shoots the wolf in the opening scene, there's a shadow. Mm. That seems to tell her to to do it. Oh yeah, I remember you saying. That. And like Sarah J. Mass replied Said to this, that saying, "Like finally, someone's seen <laughs> someone's it." Someone's asked me. Yeah. 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 So. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so I re- that's like a I recognise that personally she might be a bit dodgy. Some of the things she writes into her books might be a bit dodgy. But, but you're enjoying the world of what it is. Yeah, they were just enjoyable books. 
Mm-hmm. When are you going to raise Crescent City and get off the TDR? Because this is the end of that 10 TDR, technically, even though the, the last 10 was an yeah. entire series. I don't know, probably, maybe. I feel like we should maybe do some, something else with it, but <laughs> I don't know. Just um, you loving your, living your Sergio Mass life at the mm-hmm. moment. And I'm enjoying all the memes about Yeah. It's great. <laughs> and there's so much content on TikTok as well. Well, I just like the one where it's like, I think I might have talked about this already, where it's like, it, you know that Jack Sparrow thing of like, um, you're like, you're absolutely insane or something. And she's like, thank goodness for that. Otherwise, this would probably never work. And someone was like, this is alien. Yeah. The whole entire series. <laughs> <laughs> I will give the series a try, definitely. Mm-hmm. Crescent City first, because I physically got them. Yeah. And they're pretty. Okay. Um, number three, Stephen Graham Jones. I've mentioned him yes, before. I remember this. Um, I love his books. He does horror. He's an indigenous author, and a lot of his horror stems from like societal things to do with indigenous folk, and also, obviously, like indigenous people have a very different view on horror to like what mm. the kind of white western view on horror is even like when you read books by people of colour their version of horror is very different yeah, yeah. like it's, it's quite often more societal horror um, yes and a lot of like western horror tends to be a sort of I would say actually it tends to be around pregnancy and things but mm. yeah he does such Oh, such it's just such good horror, and it really makes you think about different issues. So, like the first one I read was the only good Indian. Sorry, I'm eating a sweet at the same time. I thought that'd be a good idea. Um, <laughs> you can't tell that much. It's fine. We're not gonna get told off by the editor. It's all good. <laughs> it's the only good Indian, and that was like a horror, but it was very much like about uh, generational trauma. Yeah. That's how I read it anyway. Yeah. So yeah, like he always has these extra elements. Which I just, I think they're really, really good. The more they're rooted in realism, then, because, like, a lot of, a lot of Western horrors to do with what's something that is other, Mm -hmm. which, obviously, given what we didn't, with colonisation and stuff, is probably self-explanatory. Yeah. But a lot of it comes from things that are other, things that are everyday made other, Mm -hmm. whereas that is actually real horror that real humans experience. Mm. Yeah. So, like, The Only Good Indians, for instance, it's about some guys on a uh, reservation who they go and hunt um, in the section. So there's a section that's just for the elders. Yeah. And they go and hunt in that section, even though it's just for the elders, so they shouldn't be hunting there. And they kill a doe. And then when they go to the body, they find that she is actually pregnant, which is, like, obviously, mm-hmm. like, a sin they shouldn't like they they all feel so much guilt over it and um yeah and then that thought of that that baby follows them for their entire life and that's where the horror kind of comes from and then it goes down to one of the main character's daughters like she experiences yeah. like almost the horror of the the baby doe uh, the baby deer and it's all got passed mm. down and it's just yeah yeah so so good there we go right <laughs> So, this is my number five, which is technically three people. Because <laughs> I couldn't pick. I was like, oh, there you go. Just chuck them again. Some of these were on the original list that I made. Mm. Garth Nix. Mm-hmm. 
But his books are not on an automatic buy. I think just specifically the ones set in the Ab Horson kind of universe. Because mm-hmm. I read his other series and it was a real struggle and I didn't enjoy it that much. Oh, I didn't even know he had one. There's three others, like they were oh. just as long. They're like six books, oh, six fantasy. to eight books long, yeah. Uh, Keys, so Keys to the Kingdom right. is just weird. Like, I thought they were all part of the same. Oh, okay. Yeah, the different different worlds. And then there's the other ones you have that are different towers. I can't They're really skinny books. I can't remember the name of the series. But anyway, they are not connected. Oh, okay. And to be fair, you might enjoy it because it's a bit plotless and meandering. And just like, I've, to this day, oh, I've, no, I've no fucking idea what happens in these books. I yeah. cannot tell you. But Ab Horsin, I really enjoyed. So, and Ab Horsin's been a go back to, like, I'll happily reread over and over. And I was re listening to them. And so, yeah, that's why it's an optional. Veronica Roth is another yeah, one because yeah, really I like everything of hers I've ever re- read, but not like didn't really get obsessed with any of her stuff. But okay, really enjoy yeah. her books. So that's Divergent and that Carver Mark series, which I've been trying to pressure you to read for like two years now. Mm-hmm. And the Chosen Ones, which yes, the Chosen Ones that I had that on my shelf the other day. Mm. I had middling feelings about chosen ones. Mm. But, so she's there. And then my other one, which is a very new author to me from this year, Echo mm-hmm. Mulford. Because I was thinking anything she's put out, I'd just buy. Yeah, I don't actually, I've only got traditionally published. Mm. 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 Because, I mean, when, Shame, I, Natalie. Shame. when I read her books, like, I was up till 5am reading them every time I read them. I love everything she puts out. I love everything she does on TikTok. I kind of love she her. She is another author that just effortlessly, effortlessly puts diversity in her, to her books. Yeah, just unproblematic. And she enjoys <sighs> five, which we love. You know what? Yeah. I keep seeing her sharing TikToks and everyone like talking about how hot these women are. And I was like, they look like me. <laughs> no, like one of her videos that she shared and duetted, I was like, I wish I'd seen this when I was younger and I could have mm. saved so much by hatred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like doing more work than that song, the Victoria's Secret song that's going around on TikTok. Like her stuff makes me feel better about the way I'm looking mm. than that song does. Mm. I mean, it's, it's a cool song, it is like, cool for song. kids. Like, it's a bop. Yeah. Right, so my next two, I've only read one book okay. from the author, but I just feel like their vibes are, are good. Right. Yeah. So, Stuart Turton, I actually did pre-order his second book as mm-hmm. soon as it got announced, and I physically have it. Well, that's the, read the requirements it. for this yeah. top five here is autobuys. The one I've read of his is The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. Okay. I was getting mixed up with the second one. Yeah. I am aware that there is a lot of discussion around, like, fat phobia in the book. I didn't read it as fat phobic from the author. I read it as a character decision. So I don't... Okay. But I, I will, you know, I will say that obviously that is something that people say about him. He is fat phobic. Okay. That's what people say. But, so the seven and a half deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle is amazing. I read it as an ebook, then I listened to it as an audio. Yeah. And then I read it again as an ebook. I just love it. I need to get a physical copy. I don't know why. What happens in it? Can you summarize so, briefly? 
it's about a man who wakes up and has no memory and he's like in this it's like a stately home it's kind of set in the past a bit but i couldn't really guesstimate when mm. maybe like agatha christie era kind okay. of just post-war or something okay and he finds out from a plague doctor that he has Seven days to find out who killed Evelyn Hardcastle. I remember you talking about this. Evelyn Hardcastle is not dead yet. So he wakes up every day in a different body from someone who's at the party. Mm. So it's kind of a little bit like Cluedo a little bit. Yeah. And he witnesses the same day from different viewpoints. And he's got seven, well, he's technically got eight bodies and days in which to solve the crime. So he sees the same day that ends with her death from eight different viewpoints. Okay. Basically. So does he, he has, does have control of his actions as he's going through the days? Yeah, so he can do whatever he wants in those bodies and he has the memory okay. of the day before. Okay. And yeah, the author said that he literally had like one of those murder boards. Yeah. Drive. He said it drove it like he almost gave up on the book because it yeah. drove him. I mean. His mental health suffered really bad. Getting that right must have been a nightmare. Mm. I thought it was such a good book. My partner listened to it on my recommendation and loved it. Hmm. My mother-in-law tried it and didn't like it. So it's very much... I mean, it's non-linear. It's vibes. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's what I like. Yeah. Uh, his most recent book, which I got on release date, a signed copy, I have not read yet, is called like The Devil in the Dark Water. And it's about a ship for... I think people start dying on it and people think there's a devil or a demon involved, okay. I believe. Okay. So yeah, he is a, uh, he's an intermediate guy even though I've actually only read one of his books. Fair play. The next one is Marisha Pestle. So I've only read one of her books but the vibes were just perfect. Okay. But she has other books out so I should go through her back catalogue. <laughs> so I actually spoke in detail about her book I've read, Night Film, in the Halloween recommendations last year, so go back and listen to that. Um, so that was about a, it's like a thriller, horror, crime, I guess. So it's about a man who is investigating a film director mm-hmm. who has yes, a very, this. yeah, he has a very, um, like, not kind of sinister, but more secretive past. Yeah. And all of his films are really like horror related, slightly, I guess, leaning towards a snuff film aesthetic. Okay. And this, um, the main character, he was a journalist who was trying to investigate this director, and it like ended his career trying to investigate this director. And in this book, he believes the director's daughter has uh, escaped from a mental health facility and killed herself. So he starts investigating it. Okay. He's just a, a washed up journalist, you know, he's not yeah. like a police Um and then he kinda of gets pulled into the world and it's a mixed media piece as a mixed media book as well. And it's just Those are so cool. vibes. Yeah. Good vibes. Yeah. Good spooky vibes. That's another one with a creepy murder board, probably. Yeah, a hundred percent. So yeah, that's my so you kind just, of list. To describe your reading style would be imagine the author with a murder board. Yeah. Books for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like an honorary mention would be, I've only read her debut 
book, but she's only had one book out, Elizabeth Thomas, and she wrote Catherine House, which I've yeah. discussed before. Yeah. And again, it's non-linear. Well, it's kind of linear, but it's it's just vibes. Yeah. There's no plot. It's just vibes. Plot vibes. It's just horror vibes. And, yeah. And that's kind of what I want in a book. And I think if an author can do it well, yeah. love it. I don't, I don't think I could ever write it. I don't even know where I'd start. No. Yeah. It's very yeah. clever. Yeah. Very different list. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Mine is mostly, well, not trash fantasy, but yeah. It was, a, it was an entire list of fantasy authors, wasn't it, I think? Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. That's my really That's like your main choice. genre, yeah. yeah. I'll dabble in the other genres, but you'll you'll always come back to fantasy. Fantasy is always easy for me to read. Yeah. And like when you want to escape the world, what's better than fantasy? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What's better than dragons? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> let us know on Instagram, find the post that goes up for this episode and tell us your top five authors in the comments. Yeah, tell us yours. And, like, if you want us to talk about them, we can do some actual research rather than just, yeah. just doing what we like about all the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> tell us your top five authors and we can look them up. And maybe talk about them, do yeah. more author feature episodes. And there is a suggestion box on our website, mm. lazybooklovers.wordpress.com. And to like us, rate us, review us, do all those lovely things. Do all the nice please, things. please, 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 please. Yeah, please make my make my maternity all cute because I'll be like, oh, look at us. People <laughs> love us. And we like, we're cooked in one room together for an entire day oh, just yeah. for you. <laughs> so hopefully we'll put, in out, put it out into the universe that you'll be listening. Well, you won't be listening to this, but this will be put out and you'll have a baby in your in your poop. Possession, <laughs> your presence. I will own a child, a baby. <laughs> you will own a baby. Um, so we're putting that out there. <laughs> yeah, we're going to manifest it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to manifest it. Comes on the Friday before. Yeah, we're going to manifest it. Almost no giving birth at the school gates. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Um, all right, right. We will speak to you next week. Hopefully, have a great week. Love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.